what is the difference between detailing an exotic Lamborghini versus your family sedan? Hi, I'm Ivan. I'm Nick. And this is DIY Detail Podcast. You know, a lot of people, their first exotic car detail, it's nerve-wracking, it's stressful. They think they're up against something different. In reality, there's not much difference. I'd like to be the opposite side. I'd like to debate you a little yeah. bit. Because a vehicle like this, it's worth more than the average house in America. The price, yes, but the surfaces you're working on are the same. Paint is paint is paint. And it doesn't matter whether it's a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, a Fiat, or a Ford, it's all paint. You mess something up on this, it's all pain. Mm. Oh yeah, you're, it's gonna cost you more. But that being said, your approach shouldn't be any different with a Ford versus a Lamborghini. Look, I think I know where you're getting and I think I know where I am and I think both can be true at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, exactly. But let's sort of play on Ivan's playground here of like thought where it's all surfaces that you can clean with DIY detail products. Definitely. You can clean the same way. The stakes feel higher with this, but it's the same process. The stakes feel higher, but in reality, the convertible top fabric on this Lamborghini is the same convertible top fabric that you'll find on a Volkswagen. It's the same, it's exactly the same fabric. It comes from the same factory. The paint on this vehicle is the same type of paint that you'll find on a Volkswagen, that you'll find on many other European cars, because they're done the same. Now, contrary to popular belief, if, you ever, if you've ever detailed a Ferrari, you'll know that the paint quality is not up to the standards of, let's say, a Kia. Uh, they're just horrific, they're bad. They don't build the car to look pretty, they build the car to go fast. So you actually do have more potential possible damage because they'll wet sand in the factory, they'll do all sorts of things and just sort of leave it there. So that is a consideration to take into. And when you're dealing with the interior, you have different surfaces in here. You have, you know, this particular vehicle, we have Alcantara, which is a fancy way of saying microfiber. So we have microfiber, we have leather, we have plastic, we have piano black plastic, we have aluminum, and we have seats that have been dyed, let's say a little on the cheap side. Uh, and it may be factory, I'm not sure, it looks factory, but you look at it and the dye comes off the seats. You know, I, they're dyed a bright orange color, and if someone were to get in there with white pants, they would end up with yellow pants. Let's talk about the differences in how they're made. So not necessarily how you clean them, but what's the difference between this and your Hyundai Sonata? They're actually, a lot of the, you know, maybe not a Hyundai Sonata, because uh, they don't make that anymore, but. Oh really? I just came up with a random Yeah, I don't think they make, car. do they still make the Sonata? Anyways. I don't uh, know a whole lot about Hyundai, yeah, I'm sorry. But anyways, your run of the mill, let's say Toyota Corolla, probably has a better build quality than this in terms of durability of interior surfaces. No way. Yeah, these are not, they're not meant to be driven a lot. This one is considered a high mileage car and it has 14,000 miles on it. So if they're not meant to be driven a lot, then I would make the conjecture that it is different to, to clean these if, if they have they're less integrity on their interiors. Well, and they're generally not as dirty. That's true. So you have less cleaning to do. That's true. But 
where a lot of detailers, professional detailers get sort of scared and enthused at the same time. It's an exotic car. It's going to look great on their Instagram, their Facebook, their TikTok, all that, which is fun. It's not necessarily going to bring them more business because eh, not a lot of people have these things. And I have one friend that has been running a detailing company for 35 years now. And he used to post Ferraris, Lamborghinis and all that. His most popular post was a minivan. Because before that minivan that he posted, everybody thought he would only do exotics. So people with the minivans would never call him to have a detail done because they thought, oh, well, he only does exotics. Meanwhile, every car deserves a detail. Every car you should respect with the same amount of respect. Go at it with the same thing, which means the least aggressive methods first. And that counts as much for this as it does for your Volkswagen. The least aggressive methods you can use are the safest. Sometimes I'll get in there with a leaf blower or an air compressor and start blowing stuff around, trying to blow out and vacuum at the same time yeah. on an interior. I would say on like a really high-end sports car, I'm probably not taking the leaf blower and just saying, <laughs> let me just start blowing and see where this stuff goes and hopefully some of it ends up out of the car and not back in it. Yeah. That's more of a farm truck approach when yeah. you're just like mask on just get this out of here yeah uh but you're probably not going to run into that you know with a high-end car like this no and you haven't been on many farms lately have you uh no i've had some farm trucks no i know yeah nasty no, yeah there's some that are but a do lot. you see this facial hair i am a uh, i'm a man of the of the i wear muck boots yes you, know? you do yeah. i'm out there in the fields no i yeah, haven't been no. on a farm lately but no because a lot of farmers take a lot of pride in their equipment and their trucks uh that being said how do you like how are you liking the stash? Now, this may be you may be seeing this a little later in life. We're in November at the moment. So this is a Movember stash. If you don't know what Movember is, just Google it. It is a uh, charity organization raising awareness for prostate cancer. So, Nick, thank you. Well, I will tell you this much. The mustache is an inspiration. The facial hair of Ivan. And I've been getting a lot of, a lot of flack for the mustache. But for the first time in my life, I decided I was going to grow one. And Very my good. apologies if it's bothering you uh, back at home. The question that I have for you is, what is the most exotic vehicle you've ever detailed? Have you ever detailed your car? Or are you just sort of learning from us? Where are you watching from? And, you know, what, what would you say about my dreams to grow a mustache no. that rivals Ivan's? Yeah, good luck. Uh, but the other thing, you know, with exotic cars comes also antique cars. And antique cars, now there is a difference in detailing. That's a really good point. Let's talk about that. Right. So antique cars, uh, Nick is going to be doing a, a few little videos a little later on on a 64 Chevelle. And that 64 Chevelle has original paint. The paint is in horrific condition. Looks great from 30 feet away. But up close, it was in a coastal area. It has little pits all over the paint. And they, they feel like sandpaper. But it's not something he's going to try to detail away because it is the original paint. So that is something to be careful of. A lot of older cars have been repainted. And do we know the quality of that paint? No. Do we know how it's going to react to polish? No. So with a, an antique vehicle, you need to be a lot more careful than with a modern exotic. Absolutely. And I would always err on the side of caution when you're dealing with vehicles that are that old. Because a whoopsie, that's history. Right. A repaint is not the same as original paint. No. And if it is original painted car or you suspect that it is, ask the owner. Or if it's your own vehicle. But if you're a professional detailer, ask the owner, what are you expecting from this? And how far do you want me to go?
And a lot of the times, if it is an original paint car, they just want it to be clean. They don't want you to do paint correction. They don't want you to polish. They don't want you to do anything like that. On a vehicle like this, I easily, without thinking, grab the gold standard pad and polish and give it a nice little shine. And it looks shiny now, but uh, it would look even better after the gold standard. But on the 64 Chevelle that you'll see in future videos, no, I wouldn't touch that with a polish. One thing you'll see with older vehicles too is they have actual carpet. Yes. Actual carpet. You're dealing with a lot of synthetic carpets in modern day vehicles, right. but they've got almost, it feels like shag carpet. Oh yeah. Well, if you're doing a seventies shagging wagon, of course you have shag in there. What's a shagging wagon? Uh, it was a, uh, a precursor <laughs> to the minivan we'll say. Okay. So it, customized vans were a big thing in the seventies. So they would get a standard cargo van and then they put in like bubble heart windows in the back and shag carpet and uh, some wood grain paneling in there. And it was just a sort of cool cruiser. A shagging wagon. Yeah. The more you know. Um, there's often metal, chrome, uh, very interesting surfaces in, in sort of classic cars. How do we navigate that? Right. So classic cars have a lot of chrome, have a lot of stainless steel trim. What we want to stay, with, stay away from on a classic car is a lot of water. Because today's modern cars, well, this one has no trim on it. But a lot of modern cars today will have a, you know, a chrome accent or something on them or a, an accent of some form, and that's just glued on now. It's basically double-sided tape is all it's using. The older vehicles, every six inches or so, there was a hole with a pin holding it in behind the trim. Well, when you spray water on that vehicle, that water gets behind, into that hole, into the body, and causes rust. And there's a reason why cars from the, you know, up till the 90s rusted really quickly, was because they had all sorts of holes all over the body and they weren't really expecting them to last or building them to last. You know, in the 70s, a good warranty was 12 months long. No kidding? Yeah. You know, that was a warranty. It was 12 months or 20,000 miles or 12,000 miles for a lot of companies. That was it. Now warranties are six and 10 and seven years. So manufacturers have to step up and bring their game. Mm. But I mean, on interiors as well, you'll find chrome, like an yeah. old Mercedes I did. It was a classic car. Right. It was a, a you know, client of mine and her dad. It was his old classic car. Yeah, exactly. It meant a lot to them. And, but it was like, whoa, we don't see this stuff in modern day cars. No. It was just very low moisture. Even with an air compressor, I wasn't blowing right next to the surface because I don't want to blast a piece mm -hmm. off or get something stuck inside. Exactly. Just, just caution, you yeah. know, just basic cleaning techniques and yeah. not super high pH chemicals like... A rinseless wash would be perfectly safe. A rinseless wash, interior cleaning protect for the interior. That's all you really need. Okay. Well, what do you need? Are you feeling satiated or, or do you need more of Nick and Ivan talking about this? I think it was a fun discussion. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's a fun car. It's a fun car. <laughs> Ivan hates getting in and out of it. But the cold start on this thing was pretty fun. Hey, if you like the DIY Detail podcast, we have a playlist right here. Ah! See you in the next one. <laughs> Was that planned? No.